So, Eric, do you want to do you want to do the intro this time around? Oh, I'm not good at intros. No, I don't. Think, <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. No, I especially I, since we're at Cox I, Towers. Yeah, yeah I know. I don't. Know. Know. I'd like to Better. welcome all the listeners to Cox Towers. <laughs> so that's a no. You no, don't want to do. I haven't thought of a bit for it. If you don't have to do a bit, Eric. Oh, oh, all you, you have to do to is uh, say, uh, "Welcome to 46." Is it 46? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 46. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I'd like to I'd like to welcome all the listeners to episode 46 of the Barry Bullock Hour. This is coming to you from Cox Towers, where the VBs are cold, oh, the pizza is hot, and the conversation is smooth. <laughs> welcome. But lukewarm. Oh, and also wow. lukewarm. Yes. <laughs> that was uh that was quite a moment there. <laughs> thank, thank you for joining us, and I've got a couple of guests with me tonight. That'll be rapping, and it is uh, to my to my across the table, uh, Kieran Bullock, uh, the titular. Hello. Um, and to my immediate right, we've got Ernie, uh, uh, a silent listener tonight, and Ernie's might, handler is along to keep us company. He might pipe up later. Yeah. No beers for you though. You've had enough, mate. Can we just explain who Ernie is? Ernie, Ernie is my dog. Callum bought his dog, so yeah. that's just just because it probably won't. Let's be honest, it probably won't be mentioned again unless, for whatever reason, he <laughs> suddenly starts barking. He doesn't generally tend to bark. No, he, he's but a pretty just chill little dog or growl or like a no, dog fart. Do that like no, you know, he generally he makes little snorting noises. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Just I don't feel do like it's important that the the audience know, they know that there is a dog in attendance, and that every now and again that that just might come into play. Yes, that's an important point to note. Kieran gets concerned when dogs are around because he's worried that they might move or make sudden gestures towards him. I don't get of concerned. In, of, of I'm just saying that we are recording the podcast with a dog, and that bears mentioning. Just in case the dog decides to do dog stuff. <laughs> Got some special ones here for you this evening, boys. Yes, you you did on not want weekend, to you did not want to pour them early. On the weekend, I uh, I discovered what I'm going to boldly call my new favorite brewery. Okay. Um, I, I went. Clem and I went out to the Dandenong Ranges. We discovered this little brewery, oh, actually take. titled Little Brew, uh, <laughs> run by two brothers who are crazy about beer. And what I really liked about it was how much commitment they had to some crazy ideas. Because you get a lot of craft breweries. You've had a bit of a rant about this in the past, Kieran, about craft breweries specifically set up for the purposes of getting taken over by the big boys. Right? These guys are kind of the antithesis of, of this. They, they clearly love beer, and they just kind of want to do crazy things with beer. So this beer I bought you this evening, where Clem and I tried it, and I fell in instantly in love with it. It's called the Pineapple Slayer. Pineapple Slayer. And it's a pineapple vanilla sour. Wow. And it's it's made... No mucking around. It's made using 200 kilos of pineapples that this this guy and his brother, they uh, basically tore their hands to shreds uh, cleaning cleaning these pineapples up. And I thought it was delicious, but what I liked most about it was... Um, I, I hope you enjoy it too, but what I like most about it was it's a commitment to a concept, I think. Commitment to a concept, okay. Yeah. I can, you can smell it already. Oh, yeah, there we go. 
The thing I also love about this brewery, um, in addition to being very, very nice guys and a very lovely ambiance, we might try and see if we can do a podcast out there. She's uh, a mighty. Uh, it's got a bit of. It's got a bit of. It. It's a got a. It's got a, a, a nose punch. That's for sure. Poor oh, man. Lovely. That is that is hearty on the nose. This is gonna. Not in a not in a burly brewing uh, <laughs> vomit beer parmesan beer way. Oh but, god. Uh, what do you reckon? Yeah, it's oh, not wow. bad. It's not bad. Oh, wow. See, that tastes to me like... I mean, like, let's make a crazy pineapple beer. And then they made a crazy pineapple with beer. They didn't just kind of... They didn't pull their punches on this beer. It tastes like a crazy pineapple sour. Did, did I believe off-air you said to me that they go to their local greengrocer... Yeah. ...and say, what have you got that we can get a whole bunch of shit off? <laughs> Yeah, that's and the green grocer just goes, oh, I've got, mate, I've got like 200 kilos of pineapples I can give you. And they go, yeah, that sounds good. Fucking we'll do it. <laughs> I love that energy. That's 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 what craft brewery, if I was running a craft brewery, that's the kind of enthusiasm mm. Mm. I would want to have around. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They also have the, the cool uh, the cool wide mouth cans. The old colonial brewing. Yeah, brewing. I didn't yeah. think they made these anymore. But, uh, they do. And, and I, I asked him about that. The, the brewer who was there at the brewery and he, he said the problem was that you couldn't get suppliers suppliers of the sealers they basically stopped manufacturing the um the thing that seals the top the the top seals there mm. um i think that was precipitated in part by covid that just not put the final nail in the coffin of that mm. one um, but these guys used a different manufacturer to Colonial, so they used these ring pulls from the start. And they do they look different. Do. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like reckon? it, but I got a problem with it, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you what it is. Is it to do with the mouthfeel, Kieran? Hey, <laughs> just let's just no. <laughs> it's severed from the mouthfeel, I, which, which feels fine to me. Um, it hits. It's pineapple. It's sour. But I'm I I'm going I might put this to a challenge on a future podcast if we could set one of these cans aside. I'd wager that the pineapple flavor is so strong I could take a VB and pour some actual pineapple juice into it, and you wouldn't be able to tell them apart. To me, <laughs> to me, this tastes so overwhelmingly pineapple. challenge like now. It's not, not now, even, not now. I mean, sorry, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll lock it in. Lock you're it in you're now. saying that if you if you poured pineapple juice into a vb a pineapple you wouldn't be able to taste it a pineapple shandy yeah it tastes so powerfully pineapple i feel like the beer beer is totally lost behind the pineapple so i would say i'd wager it's a pineapple sound so it's supposed to be you know it's 20 percent pbv pineapple by volume right um, it and, is very juicy, and they've still yeah. managed to make it six point five alcohol, six point five percent alcohol. It's lovely. It's, mm. it's, you're, it's, you're a fan. I am. It's unexpected, but I'm I'm into it. I'm, I'm a fan too. It. I should say that. I, I'm so a fan three from too. three again. Yeah, you're a fan. You just thought, what? How could I shoehorn VB into this conversation? <laughs> well, I, no, I, you're I, literally sitting VB. there with an unopened VB can <laughs> on your top, like we're not even drinking it. You've just got it ready to go. A beer of your a, a, a middle of the road beer, a lager. Give me a lager. I'll dump some pineapple apple juice in it and i feel right. like it would taste about the same we um so we, it's a good taste we'll call that the um what's his name jordan um who's the who's the kid in harry potter who calls the quidditch <laughs> oh, i mean good grief uh, no wrong crowd for that reference jordan and he calls the quidditch and he's talking about the fireball in the uh, things like jordan and P- professor mcgonagall's all like jordan are you being paid to advertise fireballs uh, yeah <laughs> sure <laughs> well it fell flat uh 
<laughs> I mean, you must have known that a Harry Potter reference was going to fall flat, at the very least with me. That's true. If only you could all see Kieran's face right now. It's uh, uh, disdain, I believe, is the, the, the look. Yeah. So, look, <laughs> I'm not I, interested in the Harry Potter. Attached look. to this, I have a spatula. Hmm. Um, I always thought that Ferntree Gully was a bit of a shit suburb. <laughs> um, that wow. I have to confess my prejudice there, but have to hand out a cheeky little spatula if it's going to produce amazing little microbreweries like Little Brew. What what else about Ferntree Gully has has turned you around? Surely it well, can't just be. I, I quite, can't just be the brew. I quite like the train station. Uh, which segues nicely into our uh, next topic of conversation, completely unintentionally for me, but I, I liked the train station. Upper Ferntree Gully, not so much, but the the, the lower Ferntree Gully train station had a quite <laughs> quiet sort of charm to it. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was, uh, it was an ambient time of evening when we hit there on the Grand Train Adventure. I think it was about, like, was it like six, what, it was 20 past six or this, something? Yeah, this would have been pulling early evening. Early it evening, was, right? Yeah. And it was still a little bit of light. Dusk. But then by the time we got out to... Tacoma and Belgrave it was it was properly dark properly dark yeah so I thought we could pop on down to Ferntree Gully make a return trip yeah I wouldn't mind heading, heading down there yeah, yeah. certainly so certainly. so on, on the topic of the train adventure um, I do have a I do have a little challenge for, 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 the, for the both of you yeah for the both of you in fact um, we could call it a rush's challenge but I don't know whether yeah, I didn't I didn't actually remember to bring any shit yeah. beer you could have told me I could have brought one but yeah I, I forgot sure I forgot I confess I've been tired I got a little dog with an air infection and I'm getting up very early to do ear we massages can put it we can put it in credit we could put it in credit yeah whoever loses okay. is, 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 unless is, Eric is, you have any appalling beers in the fridge uh, well, he's got cause and VB, so that's no, uh, halfway cold. there. I think this might be my last could cold. Be even worse. Yeah, could be worse. I could give you a, a lukewarm cores. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I don't want to drink a warm cores. So it's, it's a foul thing for me. Uh, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you want to do you want to wager a warm cores on this? Oh, you don't want to drink a warm course? No, half the fun of course is that the mountain is blue. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not a blue mountain, Eric it's a shit is beer. nothing I don't if, want it. if not a man. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wager a warm course. <laughs> all right, deal. All right. So, um, so we're going to need to do here. We're going to need to test your buzzers in true improv fashion. Oh, good grief! So, uh, Kieran, can we test your buzzer? Buzzer. Okay, great. Uh, Kieran's buzzer. I've Kieran, gone very Eric, literal on that one. Can we can we test your buzzer, Eric? Uh, honk honk. Alright, so we got buzzer and honk honk. Great. So the game is I'm gonna tell you some train stations in the uh, Melbourne Metropolitan uh, Network. We've been to all of them now. Uh, and you have to tell me the line on which that train station occurs. Oh Jesus. Alright, and the, okay. the person who gets the most right. The person who gets the most right will so you only get one guess at it each, alright? Yeah. You don't lose points for guessing. But the person who gets the most right will um, will win the fabulous prize of not having to drink a disgusting. Uh, how many? How many are there? I'm gonna go with I think because this will be reasonably quick. I, I I'm gonna go with we'll, we'll see we'll see how I go with a dozen and 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 we'll see how long that takes. How's that? Sure. All right. So the first station that I am gonna we got it. We got it. I don't want to hit the thing because of the oh fair. So so our buzzers. buzzer check. Buzzer. Okay. Buzzer check. Okay. The first station, which we have all been to now, mm. is Balaclava. Buzzer. Okay. Sandringham. Well, that's one to KB. Yeah, uh, one. KB takes oh, that volley. The, the penultimate line. Oh, 
not quite almost the penultimate pretty branch, much yeah, of, yeah, pretty the much. penultimate branch yeah yeah of the of the train I still remember hooning through there just waiting watching the updates on the Frankston train <laughs> it was a great time it was a great, <laughs> it was a great time, time. All right, hopefully second, we'll see it on YouTube soon yeah second this is a, this is a bit of curveball oh here boy. second station is Bell just Kieran there. He almost I'm fumbled thinking. it. Oh, crap. What's he guessing? Um, uh, South Morang. No, what's it called? Murder. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't accept that. Yes, Eric. you can. That's what it used to be called. <coughs> it's Murder. Um. I Unacceptable to not accept <laughs> South Morang. I'm not going to accept the South Morang. We've taken all the lines now. Oh, wait. Uh, wait. Now I'm thinking the wrong line. Uh, you might still get this. Uh... uh. Murnda. It is the Murnda line! <laughs> Protest. <laughs> it is denied. It Perfectly uh, acceptable <laughs> to call the Murnda line right. the South Morang line. All right, next one. Next one. This is a nice one here. We are third station in the... In the I'm just saying right now, if I lose because of that, I'm not drinking it. I'm not drinking it. Oh, wow. It is the South Morang line. Oh, I used wow. to live on it. It's the South Morang oh, line. Oh, wow. All right. Controversially. The next one. Bitten. Buzzer. I feel like I just have to go for everything. Bitten. That's Stony Point. It is Stony oh, Point. Shit. He's bringing it back. He's bringing it back. Yeah. yeah Should be up three enough. nil here. Just quietly. Two line. <laughs> two line. I'm in it. <sighs> nice easy one for you both. Broadmeadows. Buzzer. Craigie Burn. The Craggly Burn. Even though it is still acceptable to call that the Broadmeadows line. Mm. No, I'm sorry. The judges are mm. judges' decision is final. Fourth, uh, fifth station is Cardinia Road. Buzzer. Oh, I think Eric had you on that one, actually. You were quick, KB, but Eric was just quicker. Uh, Packenham. Pack- Packenham. line. Oh, is it the, the Packenham line. line. It is the penultimate station on the Packenham line, and I was there the week before the Grand Train Adventure, so I know. I knew it was um, the next one is... Croydon. Buzzer. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. Oh, that was that was hard. That was hard. That was a. I'm. Scissors paper rock for who gets to. Scissors paper rock for who gets to answer this first. One two three shoot. One two three shoot. Yeah. One two three shoot. One two three shoot. One two three shoot. Oh, Eric, Eric, Eric. So Croydon Station is on which line? Uh, Lilydale. Oh, well done. Just before the Grand Temple, that is. Lilydale Station VRI Club. Right, what's the score? The score is three all, Kieran. Ripped off. I've been ripped off here. I've been robbed. (laughs) All right. The next station is Darabin. Buzzer. See, I feel like you just have to cop it. You just have to just say buzzer. You yeah. said there's not. You don't lose points if you get it wrong, right? Should I make this it's a lose free points? hit? No, that's 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 Hurstbridge. Th- it is Hurstbridge. Yeah. the first Crapes. line of the. Crapes. All right, let's let's raise the stakes just to uh, mess with Kieran here. Right. See, so you, um, you've worked out my tactic. <laughs> <laughs> just if you get it wrong, you lose a point. I like okay. it. Yeah. Okay. What's right, what's the right. score? The score is four three. Four three. So he's, um, yeah, he's, okay. he's up. He's up. Okay. Over the road. The next station is Darling. Buzzer. Darling is Alamein? No, I'm sorry. Glenn Waverly, motherfucker. Glenn Waverly. Glenn Waverly. Oh, no, no, KB. That's a a, a two-shot turnaround there. Ooh, Eric swoops into the lead, four to three. 
right. I've been robbed station. twice on this one. <laughs> you, you, you gave me, you, you turned me down for a correct answer, <laughs> and you've changed the rules I'm so sorry. I don't win. I'm sorry. <laughs> Telling you right now, not fucking drinking it. <laughs> If I still lose... lose. This is some Wait, oh. Nick Big Dog Barry playing Bull Moose nonsense from UKB. <laughs> um, all right, you right. changed the rules in the middle of the game! <laughs> Your game, where you set the rules. It's a great game. Eric, what do you I, think? Ice, I like it. So what's, <laughs> what's the, the score rules? now? The score is 4-3. Oh, Jesus. score is 4-3. Yeah, right, the next one, though, I think you're going to like, KB. Ugh. It's... Jennifer. Oh, crepes. Buzzer. Maybe. Upfield. Oh, no, I'm it's sorry. Fuck me. Uh, sorry, it's not upfield. Uh, can I pass and not you lose a point? Can pass. I pass. That's sensible. That's sensible. All right, so the score is 4-2. to two. Next station is Glenn Burvey. Buzzer. See, I've got to take everything now. I've got to hit right, everything. Is he going to hit it? Glenn Burvey. Glenn it's 9.13 kilometers from Craigie the, Burn. It is on the Craigie Burn right, line. Good one, he good picks one, one back one. up. Well done. And it was opened on the 11th of September, 1922. And, la, and the Friday what before are we last, now? we went three. through it. At like 7 o'clock in the morning, I think. <laughs> uh, all right. The next station is Hampton. Buzzer. Oh. Oh. Again, I, I can't. I think that was too close to call. I'm going to have to go to a. Gonna have to go to a. So this way, Rob. One, two, three. Oh no! Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. Right, no, right, 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 okay. right, shoot, right, shoot, right, shoot. One, two, three, shoot. No, one, two, three, shoot. No, here comes Eric getting Hampton. Royally screwed here. Sandringham line. Oh, the Sandringham line, seventeen point seven kilometers from the city center, and the score is five to three. It's okay though. Eric could still choke. You, all you just need is the one cheeky two-point turnaround. How many and, more are there? Uh, there's, there's, Generally two more. I think there's two more. I think there's two okay, more. So well. you're still in the, 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 the zone. The zone. I don't think so. He's, he's, he's got match point here. He's checkpoint. Checkmate. Yeah, Check. Guy, the guy's thirsty. <laughs> I gotta hit everyone. <laughs> he died. I've got faith. The next station is Ivanhoe. Buzzer. Um, Hurstbridge. Hurstbridge, it is. Oh, he's still, he's still got life. I'm a little sad that like six of these have been on a home line for him. Uh, oh, really? I feel like they're. Uh, I'm, they're crazy, I'm not I fucking. Think, no, I think everyone, everyone we've done so far has been Hurstbridge, and and Kieran just said he lived in Hurstbridge for so many. Yeah, years. I lived in North. No, I lived in Eric, North Richmond. You're winning right now, and I could change that oh, by making changes to the rules oh, for no gotcha. reason. I don't so want to. I, I wouldn't antagonize a, me. A, a decorum point uh, <laughs> reduction here. Uh, sorry. I, I like the rules. I like the game. <laughs> I think this is the last. This is the last station. This is the last, the last one. Station is Laverton. Buzzer. Ooh. Shit. To take the tie. Take it to a tiebreaker. Werribee. It is the Werribee line. He takes it to a tiebreaker. Oh, the winner boy. takes it all here. Oh. He takes it all. Alright, I think this is, um, yeah, appropriate point to, uh, well, our station at 50, 15.72 kilometres from the city, oh, opened man. on the 1st of August, 2016, is McKinnon. Buzzer. McKinnon. Ooh, Kieran. Frankston. It is the Frankston yeah. line! Kieran oh, swoops no. to victory from
from behind. Oh, no. And Eric, oh, no. I believe that's oh, a warm cause, motherfucker. A warm oh, cause no. with your name on it, my friend. Okay. Old, old fucking all old, of those old Vince things. McMahon here tried to keep you in the game, Eric. But let's be honest, <laughs> the okay. slam Duncan. <laughs> oh man. Well, that was a wild time. Yeah, I thought that was fun. I, I enjoyed that. We could uh, a nice quiz. A nice quiz. Good. This is new brew news you cannot use. Oh, okay. Because we're coming up on the end of of April, the the uh, the classical month of fools. Oh, uh, so there's Eric. Been a, there's been a handful of... Uh, so usually I put a beer out there and I solicit your thoughts and we discuss it briefly. Yes, yep. what you would like. Yes, you're interested. No, you're not. Here's one. I'm going to give you some fake April Fool's beers Ugh. that uh, breweries have put out. And I'll, 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 again, take your thoughts. Would you, if this was a real oh, beer... I thought we were supposed to guess whether they were real beers. No, I don't think we've had enough quizzes for the episode. That would be too much legwork for me. Let's just have some, me. Straight, so, some straight facts. Straight facts, straight facts in terms of falsehoods uh, that were put out by breweries. Uh, tell me if you'd like these ideas, and they're not being produced, but would you try them if they were? Okay. From Ale Song Brewing, this is in the U.S., they say, uh, we're moving past pastry stouts. You've had, you've heard donuts and birthday cakes and things. Yes. And we're going into uh, mains, main stouts. <laughs> this is called our ballpark ballpark beer brewed with 300 pounds of fresh off the grill hot dogs 1500 buns and gallons of ketchup and mustard would you go for a hot dog beer would you go for a hot dog beer that's a hard no for me just on both levels both on no. being a vegetarian and, a and no just from just that sounds genuinely disgusting i mean like the crux of new brew news you can use is would you order a pint would of it without a taste? It? It? Would you go and find Absolutely it? not. Would you I not. taste it? Probably. <laughs> but then again, I, I I think there are fewer things more disgusting in the in the culinary world than hot dog. <laughs> than hot dog water. <laughs> yeah, the water brewed with hot dog. Water, water yeah. after you boil up the hot dogs certainly is one of the most foulest things I think you can make in the kitchen. And when you consider that that brewing a beer is largely about infusing water with the flavor of the ingredient mm. <laughs> to make a hot dog flavored it's beer gonna be hot dog it water. would have to be hot dog water mm. and that is just that is just an absolute mm. no I like, the, I like the depth with which you've gone on this area karen i was yeah, just a flat out that sounds disgusting but you've really picked it apart and you were disgusted it. by Very. the hot dogs and well you should be being a vegetarian also hot dogs yeah. are disgusting <laughs> but like there's a reason people don't really make their own hot dogs <laughs> there's a reason that you go to someone yes. because then they have the hot dog water yeah. and they're just sitting around I this like... filthy witch's cauldron of disgusting <laughs> slightly filmy slightly yellow colored hot dog water like it's an atrocity I... um you know i like the thought that you put into that here and you're in the spirit of the segment so mm. i like that but you've I, got I, me fired up I'll eric up. and i when, when you get to the end of the segment i'll explain why okay. i'm is suddenly it, so fired is up. it because you've got a bone to pick with i do have have a, no, I have a bone to pick, and Eric's un- almost like, heated up. He accidentally just stumbled right into my beer trap. <laughs> All right, I thought, that, I thought that you were we'll about to say quick. that Eric's accidentally stumbled right into your bone because that. <laughs> that was, I'm glad that you were going to say. Here we'll get. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's power through this one. We'll get to that bone. I'm dying to get on that bone. <laughs> so this is from Trace Brewing. Uh, I won't give you a lot of preamble on this one. Welcome to Garlic World. It's a garlic-infused oh. ale. Would you drink a garlic beer? One of my favorite 
favourite television shows of the last decade was James May, the mm. former Top Gear and current Grand Tour presenter, who kind of presents as a bit of a scruffy, motoring enthusiast, lout character. There's a, there's a TV show where they sent him to firstly France and then the second series was America um, with a well-known British wine snob. And they go on a winery tour. And the kind of, the play is between... It's sort of like the trip. The, yeah, it's kind of like the trip, but a bit more documentarian and kind of a, right. a bit less narrative driven. Um, but there is, a, one of the best scenes in that is they go somewhere in California and they try garlic wine. Oh, wow. Right. Wine that's been brewed. Uh. And it's it's one of the funniest scenes because it is just one of the most disgusting things either of them has ever tried <laughs> and when we're done with this podcast I will find you the clip and we will I watch like it it's it. great so garlic beer absolute no I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say something controversial here because uh, when I was in Nepal many many moons ago I got horrifically ill um, just before we were about to go out trekking in Annapurna and the thing that got me right was a whole bunch of bowls of garlic soup, which is just mm. like just garlic on garlic on garlic on garlic. I'm a garlic fiend. I love I'm it. also yeah, a garlic fiend. I love it. Uh, yeah. and I grow it. I I think it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, a gift that uh, that uh, our Lord <laughs> has given to us. And you know what, Eric? If I was at a pub and I found a garlic beer. I'd, I'd, I'd try it. I'd, 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 I'd it's not it. tasting. It's pint. I would I would buy a pint of the garlic. No, beer. you wouldn't. I would. No. You're lying to yourself. One thumb up, one thumb down. Okay, the last one. No, no, I Eric. Got. Both my thumbs were down. Let's okay. be very clear. <laughs> so there's two, two thumbs, thumbs down. down from Kieran. One thumb up from Kieran. One thumb up yeah. from Kieran. Yeah. I mean... I'll chuck a one would you, thumb would in you there. Have yeah. a, would you have a garlic beer with me, I Eric? would. I'd dive into it. Yeah, you got to give it a try. Okay, so we're even. Two thumbs up on both sides. This is this is the last one, and this has got me. Ooh, this has got me thinking about Kieran's bone again. This is we're recording this late at night. The kids are in bed, this is so we can get a little it's rowdy fine. here. This is that's Eric, how podcasts Eric, we're, work. We're right? not live. Oh, wait a minute. Recording live. I'd like to make that very clear. So this this is West Facts Brewery. Uh, they're calling this one "Suck the Head Saison." Uh, it's a. I guess you guys call them yabbies down here. It's a oh, crawfish. Jesus. Cra- crawfish. Lemon beer. It's a hypothetical seafood because you got okay. you got those like saltwater beers out there, and would you would you, like a lobster the Abbey uh, flavor? Put a little bit of lemon okay. in there. Would you give it a try? This I'm gonna I'm gonna take my vegetarian hat off because I'm not immediately appalled by the concept of hot dogs. <laughs> I I think I'm gonna go with the Kieran on the first one. I think that could be interesting. They could do that because you got like a gosa, which is like a salty kind of yeah. A, you can get really salty. Almost marini type gooses. Mm. I, I, I think that could work. I don't know what crawfish tastes like though. Are they like a really intensely fishy fish taste, or are they a no. delicate sort of trevally or a perch or something? Well, oh yeah. Well, so I should clarify that. Like we we call them a crawfish in the states, but they're actually the little like mini lobsters. So it's it oh seems, right, okay, lobster yeah, exactly the same as okay. like I think you guys so call it, them. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a reasonably delicate flavor, isn't it? Mm, yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. no, I, I think I'd try that. I, I'd try that. And I might I might have a pint, but obviously this is all academic. In, on multiple levels. Thumbs up from you. I think I think the thumbs up. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, <it's>, uh, <laughs> 
I mean, I don't eat fish anyway, um, so that's just that's just an absolute. You got a real April can't deal with it. Can't deal with the taste. Here is the anti-pescatarian. I mean, they do use oysters and stouts for real, but even then, if someone says, "I'll try this oyster stout," I'd be reluctant. I'm led to believe they're never fishy. They're just salty and briny. But even though it's just just that hint and suggestion that there's going to be mm. a fishiness to it. It's just, it, that's just no. Just to clarify, I would not actually drink the, the, the tiny lobster, lobster <laughs> drink, but I, I, it's an interesting concept. There you go. That was Nuber News you cannot use. We'll be back with real beers that you could find at your local bottle. Like the Pineapple Slayer. Month. Pineapple vanilla sour. Have we got other beers, or have we? Do you have some other beers? Yeah, yeah. You can go, and, beer. go and go and have a look oh, in the fridge. Oh, See okay. what you can find for yourself there, Karen. I don't want to uh, to ruin the illusion for the listeners. I don't, I don't want to uh, rip off the curtain and show them how the sausage mm. is made. But mm. we always have a little quick planning and strategy meeting. You know, mm. just making sure we that we've talk. all got yeah. just a little thing. What are you going to do? What are you thinking? Of, you know, about what we're going to contribute, but. Um, we, and then we, we rehearse everything scripted. Sorry, we no. don't usually we, we don't usually talk subject matter, no. and so it is it is still a genuine coincidence, Eric, that you happen to have walked right into my line of fire. Okay, <laughs> because I got a bone to pick, <laughs> and you've made it incredibly topical as we sit here recording on the twenty eighth of March, mm. because we are twenty eight days removed. From April Fool's Day, and <laughs> oh, no. I've just got to say right now, I'm not fucking having it anymore. April Fool's, April Fool's Day April is an abomination, <laughs> and we've got to get rid of it. An April Fool's Grinch. It's outdated. It's well past its use-by date, and it's just become a point. It's just become a cynical marketing ploy used the world over. And the, the worst part about April Fool's Day now is that, like, April Fool's Day used to be like a Kind of a fun little prank day. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to pull a little prank on my mum my dad. I'm going to go to school, maybe put a little prank on the teacher. That's fine, you know. Sometimes you'd like, you'd read the newspaper and, you know, some companies might put in a newspaper, you know, a fake news article or a mm. fake product, you know, along the lines of the beers that you just listed. Mm. But as we've developed digitally the internet, we've all become connected. We have the wealth of information. It's becoming increasingly more difficult to deceive people you know we have more information in our fingertips and in our pockets than ever before mm. and i feel like the level of april fool's pranks that are now being played out across the world are getting increasingly elaborate and increasingly cynical mm. and increasingly irritating mm. and the worst part is april fool's doesn't now just take place on the morning of April 1st. Right. There's now the lead-in to the pranks. There's now setting the platform, doing the groundwork over potentially weeks for pranks. And then, because of the algorithms, <laughs> the digital algorithms that are at play on the internet, our social media feeds, all that sort of stuff, don't show us stuff in chronological order anymore. No, no, no. They're showing us stuff from weeks ago. These crappy, irritating, angering pranks can live on in your fucking social media for up to a week. And it's become this thing now where companies, they've got to get you. They suck you in. You know, it's not just a fun little innocent prank anymore. It's like they've got to actively deceive you in order for the prank to be legitimate. 
it just kind of makes me want to avoid the internet for two or three days because you're just constantly seeing stuff that is that is presented to you as news, presented mm. to you as fact, and you're seeing it on April fourth and going, "Oh, that's unusual," mm. and then you realise, "Oh no, it's another fucking April Fool's prank," <laughs> and it goes on for about a week. Yeah. Because there are some companies that are like, "Oh, we'll do our April Fool's prank on March tw- uh, March twenty eighth. We'll reveal it on April Fool's Day. That's how we'll make you know tick oh. off the criteria." No. April Fool's is from 12 o'clock midnight to 12 o'clock midday, and that should be it. And because of the internet, we've got to deal with this fucking bullshit, and all the news, and all the pranks gone wrong, and all the companies that have to apologise for their ill-fated, ill-conceived ideas. We have to deal with that for like a whole week, week and a half, in and around April Fool's, and I'm just done with it. No more April Fool's. It's done. You heard it first, dear listeners. <coughs> April Fool's is now cancelled. I wish I had that power. Imagine seeing, Eric, that a brewery is producing a, a fucking mini lobster beer. But you're seeing that post on April 5th. You're like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's just the statute of limitations. I don't know what it actually means. I'm going to pull a big dog and just say something I don't actually yeah. know the meaning of. Yeah. But the statute of limitations on April Fool's pranks used to be just that 12-hour period on the mm. morning. Now it's like a whole week, week and a half period. You know, digital media. And then it just it just echoes. April Fool echoes for like a week afterwards. And you're constantly <laughs> seeing news and people being sucked in. And it's just, it's exhausting. You find me. it exhausting. You've sold yeah. me. I, I, I started this segment by saying <sighs> April Fool's Grinch, but no, you, you made an excellent point. My, my, my main thing about it, Eric, is that the pranks these days are never fun. Mm. They seem to be increasingly more mean-spirited. <sighs> that the intention is to deceive. If the de- deception <laughs> is accomplished, that is deemed to be a success mm. rather than, you know, like, oh, you know. Like, do you remember a few years ago when the MCG uh, announced that they'd sold the naming rights to the MCG to a Chinese conglomerate? Uh, and it was going to be... And, it was, and, and I, I can't remember the name, but the, they were going to switch the Melbourne for a, a Chinese word beginning with M. Ah. And, they, and, and people lost their fucking shit. And like you know, we're compl- you know, and the, you know, a whole racist diatribe <laughs> oh, about the dear. Chinese, <laughs> and like, and you know, and this, and this thing went off tap, and it, and then the, the MCG wound up apologising, being aye. like, "This is this is just this was just an April Fool's prank, guys. Yeah, <laughs> please don't be racist to the Chinese." <laughs> and you see it, you see it every April Fool's Day. Some company takes a prank too far and winds up apologising because people see it and they get angry about it. I, uh, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm back. I'm off the wagon again. You had, you had me convinced. Uh, I say, oh well, April Fool's Day is a pain and this and that. But hearing that, I have lost. Heard that I've lost you. Yeah, I've gone back to it. Like the MCG tweaking dickheads that would be upset about that for one day. I think is pretty good, and I'm on board. And I will, I will give a spatula to the MCG for like, I, 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 I guess uh, I, I, I can understand the sourness. From people that bought it, but also you got to look at the calendar and say, "Oh, wait a minute, oh, Eric, we'll Eric, Teehee, I, I back off. I will allow that if, <laughs> okay, if you can name for me oh. the last great April Fool's prank that you saw and went, yes, that's fun. I like that. Mm, oh, crap. Name one good April Fool's Day prank. I actually played in the April- last ten years. That I you played can- a good April Day Fool's Day prank on my kids. Um, I, I full on. So you were talking about harmless, innocent pranks. 
I convinced my year seven English class that they had a spelling test that none of them knew about. But I full on, I sold them hard. <laughs> I had the spelling test. I had all this, I had all these props ready aye, 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 and I aye. sold them. About, I, I posted a thing on Compass for them and the whole thing. And they Dang. looked it up and they were like, oh damn, that's, uh, that counted the thing. <laughs> And they all thought it was think, quite fun. I think it, it was, I think it was, it was harmless. A little cheeky personal prank mm, in your yeah, own personal funny. sphere is absolutely think, fine. Here's here's not not to bring the whole tone down, mm. but like if you go on the internet now, there is already so much misinformation yeah, and that, disinformation floating around on a daily basis. Mm. And then we have this week long festival where suddenly everything that's being pumped into the internet is like just meant to deceive it's just i find it exhausting <laughs> but if you can name me one good one eric off the top of your head no, i'll see but i get the I, feeling you can't i will concede there yeah. now uh did you not have any in when you were in, in school and well not that i can remember no like the and the the, the trope is oh everybody comes to realization oh, this is such a commercialized holiday christmas is so commercialized you've lost the spirit of it but i feel like april fool's day more than any other holiday has changed drastically in our lifetimes from pre-internet when we were kids to post-internet now where it's really just corporate folks say, oh google here's your address that you can mail your search queries to teehee and it's just it's just a weird way for for corporations there are, to there get clicks and not. stuff and can it's, i it's can i throw alive. this out there you know where it's probably not a place for corporates to you know spend their corporate bullshit i just discovered this i've done a quick google keys on it uh, and in in france and uh, france and italy uh, Belgium as well. Um, April first is known as April fish. April and the, fish. And the tradition is fish. you go around with little paper fishes and you try and stick them on people's backs. I That's like the that. pranks that you play on people. I that like seems harmless. That. Nice harmless fun. That's almost too far the other way. That's is that like, a, this is like, the Winston that's Bishop. Like too lame. Winston Bishop. <laughs> yeah, that's the Winston Bishop. Can't quite get the level of prank right. <laughs> it just it irritates me that there are. There are people in boardrooms in, in corporations all around the world. End of Feb, they're all sitting around going, right, let's get the April Fool's task force together. So we can, <laughs> we can come up with that. Can great... you imagine oh, being on the April Fool's spend, task Let's spend the next six weeks orchestrating oh, yes. a campaign of disinformation and misinformation. So at the end of it, we can go... You look like you're just, getting Eric back here. Just yeah. joking. Just joking. We're not actually going to blow up Antarctica. Buy Nestle water. Like, yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, that was a that was a serious like mixed metaphor you had there, Kieran. That's right. The yeah, thought yeah. of a bunch of like marketing execs sitting down in January saying, "Okay, well, how are we approaching April first? Instead of doing real here? work, you yeah. know that across the world, right, there's so I'm much off, time and effort I'm that goes into again. it. I'm with you again. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I'm with you. Well, I did have a spatula, but I've completely forgotten what uh, it was. Okay, well, that that means you don't have a spatula. I don't have a spatula. Yeah, okay. I lost my spatula. How's the cores going down, by the way? The oh, still, still, still getting down slowly, uh, but and I'm not really enjoying it. But it it it, it, it lines up with my next piece Jeez, here. The color of it. I mean, I, it's just water, isn't it? Which I think could look be, at the color of that. That's not beer. No, that's a beautiful golden. That's <laughs> that's, that's the color your urine is supposed to be. 
when you're sufficiently hydrated, uh, says Eric. Exactly, Eric. The fuck line me, of that the gods. Well, so and I, I, yes. I'd like you guys to get some beer in front of you as well in your okay. glasses because I know Kieran just, just finished his. So if you could what put, got, put at least a medium amount, amount is into, that into is your, that too little? Uh, I'd say a little bit more if you could. Um, and as as you top that off, I'll bring you into it. So I thought. We, we, we talk about a lot of aspects of beer on this podcast here. Because we are a serious beer podcast. And I've got a very serious oh, yeah. beer segment. How good is that, KB? Big How, brews, big issues. How good's the Australian Pale Ale? Yes, we've just cracked the little brew Australian Pale Ale. It's a very it's nice. It's got a huge nose. Sorry, go there on, you Eric. Go. I know, I know. So, okay. So, well, serious beer podcast. Serious beer podcast and a serious beer segment. So, I, I, I'm calling this one uh, Dr. Eric, PhD. Ha! <laughs> Science Lab. And I thought it would be. I thought it would be a wow. good segment to discuss the the science, the tech, the research, the uh, the information side, uh, the the cutting edge of beer and drinking technology. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Dr. Eric, PhD, Science Lab. <laughs> the first segment here, and maybe it'll come back. Maybe it won't. Uh, I'm, I've got an interesting piece of tech for you here. An interesting piece of beer drinking tech. Uh, you guys have heard of uh, Guinness. Guinness, the beer yeah, Guinness. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. With yes. the, the little yeah. nitrogen, nitrogenating uh, yeah, well, bubble. Yeah, they spent the right a zone. lot of money on that thing. Well, it's speaking of sending money here, people people have found that that within the can, the little nitro thing in the can doesn't doesn't do it for them. They don't. They, it doesn't align with the pub experience. So people, uh, there's a product out there called the Guinness Surger. Have you heard of the Surger? Oh, no. no, can't say I can't say I drink a lot of Guinness. Guinness, Guinness Surger, and this is a, a quote here, an electrical device with a small metal plate on it. You put a little water on the plate, put a pint of your Guinness on top, turn the Surger on, and it sends ultrasonic pulses up through the beer <laughs> to create uh, the creamy head that we all know and love. And I've got a what? YouTube video here oh, wow. of it, and it's okay. a little platform, a little bit bigger than a coaster, and this guy in this video is pushing a button, and you can see it's it's a little A sonic foamer. So and over fun. time, it, vi- it, it it shakes the beer. It sends that little pulse up yeah, the beer, okay. and it's developing the head. Well, that's wow. Fine. It seems a bit excessive, but yeah, you're, you're developing How long that. is that taking, though? Well, yeah, it's a two-minute video. I mean, it's a two-and-a-half-minute video. That yeah. seems unnecessary. How, what does this... Is the Plus, also, they've, they've waited for that beer to go flat yeah, well, before well, doing it. Well, yeah, I, I did cut off the start of the video, but pouring a Guinness, even from one of these fancy cans, into a pint glass doesn't give you that rich foamy head that you the, expect. The, yeah. um, so they say the serger, uh, at the push of a button, the sound, ray, sound waves give you a thick, creamy head that propels the beer's aroma from the glass. That's 17 pounds, so that's like... 200 Australian dollars, right? And uh, Sorry, 17 pounds. 17 pounds, yes. Right. Uh, so, but <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not putting that piece of tech on trial here. I, I, okay. I want to move on to the next point here. Okay. The Irish, the famously uh, sophisticated and thoughtful drinkers, uh, <laughs> there's, there's a sub... There's I didn't a realize sub- our podcast is about to yeah. become a racist podcast, <laughs> Eric. <laughs> we do go out in Ireland, so uh, hello to you. <laughs> the uh, the they've 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 homebrewed it. I'll say. Oh uh, no way! That's they've cool. homebrewed it. Uh, you know, have you ever seen ultrasonic jewelry cleaners? You put no. You put your rings and your necklaces and things in this little plastic case, and it does ultrasonically like vibrate them and clean like the gunk off the no tiny crevices of your. There's jewelry. also ultrasonic t- teeth cleaning. 
So well, yeah, ultrasonic it's is interesting that you say that. Well, anyway, here's okay. a Guinness. Is a it interesting? Guinness, that I say that? Uh, and a Guinness in an ultrasonic jewelry cleaner. The guy buzzes it. I mean, this that looks that, that, oh, that looks like a, that looks like a rice cooker. Holy shit! And you do get that beautiful like reverse cascade oh, of man, foam. Man, that's so that cool do. that you get with a. Uh, with a Guinness, yeah. Yeah, so... That's uh, beautiful. I so, think this is the homebrew to go with. And uh, uh, look at that. It's that set is up beautifully. amazing. Well, yeah. Yeah. Videos nice what is, so yeah. what is a... Um, what is What are these various things set you back? Well, an ultrasonic jewelry cleaner, I think, is pretty simple, too, in that I think you'd be under maybe 30 bucks Australian for it. Okay. So it's you've all got beers in front of you. I've got yeah. a beer in front of me here. Unfortunately, I don't have any Guinnesses. And I Do you have, have an ultras- I've picked up an ultras. I have not oh. picked up a jewelry cleaner, but it's interesting. You want picked up? Baby. I've got an ultrasonic toothbrush, here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to. We've all got beers in front of us. Yeah, everybody, right now, take a small sip of your beer. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Remember that taste, and I'm going to give you an ultrasonic buzz with this toothbrush. Nice. You've got an electric toothbrush in a plastic bag. And you're, yeah. You're, well, you're saying you're going to put that in my drink. Yes. Well, well I, I use I the like toothbrush it. to clean the grout in my tub, so I'm putting it in the bag so it's clean. <laughs> oh, okay. So that I'm makes. Gonna, I'm going to give you an yes. ultrasonic buzz. Oh, I'd geez. like to. You know, I'll hold this up to the mic. Oh wow! Oh my god! So I'd like you to tell me if your beer tastes right, better right, after right. this. I'm not noticing any bubbles coming out of Kieran's. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel s- like it was doing anything, Eric, because my, I feel like the bag might be um, blocking the ultrasonic. Mm, maybe. Maybe I'm gonna put it in my warm cores. Oh, oh, yeah, the, yeah, oh the warm cores is oh shit! Oh, wow. Oh, wow, yours oh, is actually serious. It's foaming up. Oh wow! I feel like maybe Some I don't have enough beer. Serious head. Mind. Well, anyway, everybody take a sip of your beer now and tell right, me it right, tastes right, better. Cheers. Dang, are you being punched with the aroma? Oh, I am. I mean, it, it smells the same, but it does smell nice. Mmm, it smells lovely. So, Eric, you, you, yours seems to be the only one that's gained a sort of... He has more beer. He does have a his. lot more beer. I wonder if we had bigger like, glasses. Like, it's sort of... It's the depth. Like, maybe we should, maybe yeah, we should top to, you to, off a little bit. To tell, yeah, to paint the picture for the listeners. I have a proper beer in front of me, and Kieran and Cal have thimbles in front of them that they oh, no, sip on throughout the Oh, well, now that is... Yeah, that's got some big... Okay, well, should I give Kieran... Save some of that for Eric, though. That's... Oh, yeah, but... Well, he's got his cause. Punishment is... Jesus cause. Okay, do you want to buzz? Um... Uh, well, it's, we've, we've got, got we've got a lot of head here. You guys have a lot of head. Kieran's yeah. glass is full, so I feel like I could make it just taste going to be an issue here at Kieran, but I won't. This is for the listeners. This is Science Corner. You're, you're listening to <laughs> With Science Dr. Right Eric now. PhD. Yeah, I mean, Dr. Eric this PhD. Is, this is genuine insanity. There's nothing oh, happening there's on that. Nothing going on in there. I yeah, think sh- I think you should send that beer back to the brewery because there's something wrong with it. Um, <laughs> to be fair, Eric, this is beer. Yours is is toilet water. <laughs> your beer has. I can see basically every. I can see completely through your beer. It's so pale. I did not know a cause it was so pale. It's insane. It's good. It's good, Eric. Ten out of ten. Okay. Well, Eric, I, I mean, tell you what. Was... Look, cause maybe lots of things, but it it foams up nice. It's, it's a high tech beer. <laughs> It's a high-tech beer. High-tech can, high-tech brewing, high-tech lager. 
And so I'd like to thank the listeners for the first segment oh here gosh. of uh, Dr. Eric, PhD, <laughs> Science Corner. And we have found that ultrasonic waves do Effect. improve the best beer. They take them from best to even bester. Uh, and that is... Uh, Where's is Karen's favorite new ad? Gouda. Gouda. Look, yeah, look for the scientific paper appearing in journals near you based on our findings tonight. You uh, just stuck an electric toothbrush in a beer. <laughs> yes. Well, I... <laughs> Can we just be very clear on what happened to you? You wrapped an electric toothbrush in a plastic bag and shoved it in all our beers. Well, and you're claiming that that is, is somehow scientific. Who's, well, all I, that we I, I, I all that we can all that we proved. The hypothesis that we managed to get a conclusion on is that you are a lunatic. Mm. <laughs> Thanks for listening, dear listeners. Uh, this has been episode forty-six <laughs> of the Barry Bullock Hour. Coming to you from Cox Towers. We hope that you've enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as we enjoyed making it for you. And if you're ever in uh, Ferntree Gully, head on down to Little Brew. The people there are delightful. The baked brie is sensational. And the beers are all fully committed to. And if you've got a spare electric toothbrush lying around, don't don't forget to shove it in a plastic bag and stick it in your beer when it gets flat. <laughs> the uh, bag may be more of an impediment. It's just that I use it to clean my bathroom. Uh, I mean, that's... Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> Bring a fresh bristle and you'll be on your way. All right. That is the end of 46. We will see you in a month's time for 47. Probably from the Great Ocean Road Half Marathon Carnival. I think it would be good to... Uh, Maybe do one, get some fresh ocean air into our lungs and mm. and see what the weekend will bring. But um, certainly, until then, we will uh, we will be on our way and we'll hear from you soon. Good that day. is the end of forty six. Like I like that when I arrived, there was a cat in here, and the cat was looking at something under the couch, and you're like, oh, I wonder what the cat's looking at, <laughs> and then you shooed the cat away, and then Callum bought his dog, and the dog went straight to the couch, and went, what's this thing under the couch, and he went, oh, get out of here, and then when it came time for you to reveal your big segment, you reached in under the couch and pulled out a fucking electric toothbrush <laughs> in a plastic bag. In a plastic bag, well, Ernest and the cat, they know. I they they know. knew. I put, they knew. I put effort into these things. They um, sensed do. what was, was love, what lay beneath oh boy wild scenes